0: This is Sideline Stories. Hear from your favorite Whitecaps FC players and personalities like you've never heard them before. Here's your host, Perry Solkowski. He is the all-time leading scorer for the Whitecaps' biggest rival, the Seattle Sounders. So there were some shockwaves when Freddie Montero, who had left the league to go play abroad, was returning to Major League Soccer and coming north of the border. The veteran striker has traveled the globe playing the game he loves. In this edition of Sideline Stories, Montero tells us about a Halloween party that changed his life and his passion for dogs and dog shows. Always gracious, he relished the opportunity to tell us about growing up in a small town in Colombia.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure to yeah, just touch a little bit uh, other side of me. And uh, yeah, uh, you're more than welcome to, to come to Campo de la Cruz. Uh, it's not close to the beach. It's, uh, I probably would say, 45 minutes drive. <clears throat> and it's a small town, 15,000 people, I believe so. And uh, yeah, I think we grow some vegetable, we grow some um, fruits, and uh, maybe a little bit of, of I don't know how you say it, when you have cows. Yeah, you know milk. Beef industry and milk. Yeah, and all that Yeah, something stuff. a little bit of that. Do you have
0: unique fruit there. No, really. Stuff that you can't find here or is it very similar to what we would find in Canada?
1: Well, because it's a, um the weather is so hot and humid like the whole year. Um, we don't have the season obviously that that we ha- we find here in in Canada or North America. But I would say um, mango. It's the the fruit that we consider that's like uh, ours because yeah. um, it's it's especially in that climate in that in weather. That climate it grows mm-hmm. well. Yeah.
0: Family still there? Are there lots of Monteros <coughs> in the Campo de la Cruz?
1: Um, well, Montero—it's my father's last name. Yeah. And uh, my mom's last name is Munoz. So, Monteros family—it's in Barranquilla. And Munoz family, it's in the ho- my hometown where I was in born. In your hometown. Yeah. So mom's family is still exactly. around there. Yeah, I have my grandparents there. I have uncles. I have cousins. I have, yeah, many families and friends.
0: I always like to say this. When you go home, what's what's the meal like? Is the Colombian meal very different? Because I'm sure it's like anything else. You visit, grandmothers are there, <laughs> moms there. They probably put a pretty big spread. What would it be like?
1: Yeah, uh, I would say that uh, I would find... Um, a big soup in a big um, bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much uh, that's authentic. The f- that's the meal yeah. with a
0: whole bunch of stuff in it.
1: Yeah, you can have you can have in inside the soup. You will find potato. You will find um, vegetable, of course. Uh, maybe chicken or maybe they can have yeah. chicken and, and beef both in the same time. So it's a it's a lot of. Um,
0: What's it called? What what they call that? Sancocho. Sancocho. Yes. It's a uh, yeah, and typical. that's very Colombian, and that's kind of the meal that most produce. Yes, exactly. Sancocho. Sancocho. Sounds good. Do you, can you make? If it? If
1: you are in a diet, I won't recommend you to eat it.
0: Well, are you are you making that <laughs> suggestion as you look at me, and I'm feeling a little bit <laughs> overweight, Right. Is that what is that what we're getting? <laughs> no, at? No, <laughs> I'm
1: I'm just trying to. Can
0: you make sancocho? Do you make it here in Vancouver? Can your wife make it?
1: Actually, yeah, my wife and I went to Colombia the first time, and she was um surprised when she saw chicken legs hanging out of the pond oh see okay and uh she told me is that for us are we going to eat the chicken legs i say yes you would try it i mean you don't have to eat it but uh of course mom's uh, gonna be offended yeah, if you don't If you don't try at least yeah and yes yeah, she she was eating the soup but uh, she didn't even touch the chicken leg so and uh, that was a funny story but uh it tastes really well it, i like it i love that soup the sancocho and uh, she knows how to make it right now yeah. see I,
0: I've, I've decided in the last year that i put hot sauce on everything could you do that or would that be offending people to put hot sauce into sancocho yeah it is
1: yeah. A, it's we, offensive we, no 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 we have our own yeah um i don't know how to call it but hot sauce yeah maybe but uh we have our own in Colombia that you can put as much as you want, as mm-hmm. you can tolerate the spicy inside the soup.
0: Alex is your wife's name. Alexis. Alexis yeah. from Seattle area. Yes. How did you meet? Um, we have
1: a friend in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got invited to a Halloween party. Okay.
0: You're a, you're the uh, Seattle Sounder superstar at this point.
1: <laughs> uh, back in 2009, no, not really, no. But no, you're I, playing there. Yeah, I was playing there. Yep. I, it was in October, of course, at the end of the season. We were doing good, yeah. but uh, first year, no, nobody really knows about the team, yeah. especially a young kid from Colombia. Uh, yeah. How was how's
0: your English at that point? No Sp- English. No through. English, yeah. 2009?
1: Yeah. Don't speak English? No, okay. not at all. And, uh, yeah, we met there through a mutual friend. And
0: Hang on, buddy. We have to find everything on the sidelines. Stores. What did you dress as? It's a Halloween party.
1: Uh I wasn't dressing a costume because Oh, Freddy. Wait, no 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 no. Um, is Halloween Columbia, celebrated know, in Colombia? But no, probably not, men- right? The mentality of Colombian people about Halloween is not the best. It's, we think because we have um this uh religious culture. Yeah, it's negative. Exactly. So back then I was like I can I mean I can go to the party, you know, to have fun, but uh, yeah. I I won't like to dress up. Yeah, okay. Uh, of course, uh, I slowly I started changing that mentality because yeah I know now with kids too yeah and exactly she, yeah
0: um, what well, was she was she dressed up
1: yeah she was dressing up uh, a soldier um, sexy outfit yeah okay the so this is okay we don't need to hear yeah. that but
0: okay um, but you don't speak English does she speak Spanish
1: no no and that was funny because back then when when I tried to you know make contact with her and keep in touch yeah. after the party. Um, my friend told me that she w- she was going to school and she was learning French. Um, she sp- spoke English, of course, and German because her dad uh, it's from Germany. Oh, okay. Say, so, well, maybe if she speaks French, German, she, she will
0: like Better to Spanish. learn Spanish. Yeah, why not? Not that you want to learn English. You've done no, well, but, but I've asked n- you this before. When did was she part of the reason you started yeah. taking English lessons?
1: Yeah, if you were asking me the same question back in two thousand nine, I, I would say that I, I just came to USA to to play a year or maybe two, and then go my my way to Europe because mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. You know, as as a young player, Europe was European football was always my goal, and uh, I was interested in in learning that language here. I was young, of course, I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I started talking to her through messages. I had to find out translations on Mm -hmm. Google or other apps that that will make my life easy back then. And, uh, yeah, we always try to um, have a conversation uh, through the phone or when we have to go out for a dinner yeah so it's always someone so did you actually yeah.
0: take formal classes or was it just through her and conversation and watching tv that you, you picked it up
1: um i started going to classes because the team uh set up a, and yeah. it was mandatory back then but uh just sitting down in the same room with Osia alonso with uh john kennedy ortado they were friends and honestly we were not learning anything we just having fun another day after yeah. uh, training and uh yeah uh, i learned basically uh, f- with my teammates the the american uh, players they were always helping us and uh watching tv and of course hanging out with her like every day more and more and more
0: mm mm-hmm. what do the girls speak your daughters are 4 and 2 english is that the is that the is well that right the now english, home, or?
1: yeah right now it it's most most of the time they are speaking english but um, she, they were born in portugal so mm-hmm. their first language was portugal back then then we had to move to china and they the the oldest one was going to the um, international school in china yeah. where they were introducing them to mandarin uh we come back here and uh yeah they are english is the the number one language at home now but uh of course all the my whole family is talking to spanish
0: yeah, yeah. So they'll learn that. Uh, we jumped ahead there. Um, when you're growing up in um, in Colombia, small town, mm-hmm. is the soccer set up in such that you you play on the local team, and and you obviously had special abilities. And did that force you to move to bigger cities and play with bigger clubs?
1: Well, let me tell you something. Um, I was living until I was nine years old in my small town, Campo de la Cruz. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even thinking about being a professional soccer player. I just play soccer for fun. Uh, we play soccer on the streets with no shoes because that was the cheapest sport that we can play back then. One ball and we can play 10, so 11 So you weren't kids. even on
0: a team. You were just no, playing for yeah, fun. Up for until fun.
1: 9. Yeah, 9. And then when we decided to move, my family decided to move to Barranquilla, which is the, the capital of the state, just because uh, we have better opportunity to go to school. You know, the school's level are different between my hometown and the big city, Barranquilla. And that was the big reason that we, my family, uh, my dad and mom decided to move out from grandma's and grandpa's house to a new adventure in the the big city. Mm -hmm. Uh, What
0: What did your father do? Uh, he was a policeman. It was a policeman. Yeah,
1: 23 years in in. Good for him. Uh, yeah, and now he's his pension He has a pension from from that um, um, institution, and I'm glad that uh, we we were raised with the uh, military. You know, um, discipline. Discipline. So it's like uh, if if you don't want to play with your brother, so next time you have to go to the grocery store. I want you both holding hands in front of everyone.
0: How big was the family, just you and your brother?
1: Me and my brother, and then I have two young sisters that they are like eight years apart from me.
0: Brother older or younger?
1: Younger, I'm the oldest. So you are leading the way.
0: So when do you actually get soccer boots and cleats and and actually play on a team? At 10 or 11 or when you make that move?
1: Yeah, when when at 10, I didn't know what, what, what were soccer boots. I was yeah. playing soccer with my tennis shoes. And then at 10 or 11, uh, at the school that I was going to, they have a nice uh, soccer field. And I started playing for, for my classroom. And then I started playing for my school to against to other schools around the city. And I was playing for the nationals at Everything was like coming in, in step by step, you know. And um, you
0: weren't looking for it, you just wanted to play. And yeah. when you play for your school for that first time on a nice field, are you that much better than everybody?
1: Yeah, I remember I was in sixth grade in Colombia, we have until eleven, it's now like like senior or yeah, or yeah and it's now it's different from six, seventh, 7, eight, nine, ten and eleven. So I was in six and I was playing against the guy from eleven and ten so we were all mixed but i was the youngest one yeah and uh yeah i i was small like my body wasn't that tall that in that age but i was i had good skills which uh the the coach back then uh like uh helped me to bring that to the team and i wasn't afraid to play against them
0: and but it's really the first time you're coached yeah Everything else is just you playing on the streets. Yeah, Do you, you know, having lived in Seattle, your girls are, you know, the oldest is four. You're going to see what amateur sports is. and, And we're surrounded by all the fields here at the practice facility where there's kids playing everything. It's almost so structured here in Canada and North America that at five you're playing and the coach is telling you this and that. I've always been one to believe that that's not necessarily the truth. Just let them play. And they can learn on their own. Do you do you think they're you're proof of that? And and maybe that might not be a bad way to do things for a while?
1: Yeah. Um I, I'm um I'm gonna tell you one of, of one of the biggest things that I believe. Uh now with the social media, now with all this publicity, uh, all the kids are looking on, on Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, only a few There's kids. Two are kids in the be,
0: world who are Messi and Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah.
1: And that's what I say, I mean, if you have players, like, more on the, on the middle of, of, of that level, you should, like, know more about them and ask them what they do to become a professional. Now the kids, they just want to be messy. If they are not messy, they, they, their, their dream is, is over. They go
0: spend $300 for messy boots. Exactly. And, uh,
1: yeah, just let them play, enjoy, try to have, friend, have as many friends as they can. And uh, use the, the soccer, if they are good, try, like a big motivation for school or, yeah, to have discipline because mm. at the end of the day it's... I, uh, I agree
0: with you. I, you know, I think part of the problem is, too, some of those kids who think they're Messi at 10 and 11, the coach on the sidelines thinks he's Jose Mourinho. <laughs> and, and you know what? They're thinking that this is what it's all about, Right. Yeah, and I I think parents are at fault a lot of times, and coaches to just bring it all back and let the kids play, because you're proof positive if you just play and love the game, someone's going to find you, exactly. and someone's going to go. That were you, um, was it a big adventure for you to come to Seattle and play in Major League Soccer, and and even to your family to go, this is where I'm going because they probably would have said, well, okay, Seattle, where is that, and what will it be about? Yeah,
1: um, I was prepared for that move. Uh, because at the age of 13, mm-hmm. I left Barranquilla, yeah. my house, my parents, to a new city, Cali, which uh, is a big team in Colombia. You have uh, the best academy structure in the country. And uh, I was uh, lucky enough or blessed enough by God to make that move. Uh, someone in, in the state was following me. In these tournaments mm-hmm. and uh, I got the opportunity to go there with with my father's and mom's approved of course and then I started doing the unders 14 under 15 16 17 18 and then I moved to professional so yep. you were ready for it you were yeah I was at, at the age of 19 I was leaders calling in, in Colombia tournament mm-hmm. the professional league and yep. and then I did it again when I was 21 I was playing already for the national team, the major uh, national team uh, team, and uh, yeah, uh, I had the offer from MLS. I was looking to move to Europe, but uh, of course, when you have something on the table, it's better than what you are expecting to to get, and yeah, I decided to sign. And they came here.
0: If you talk to anyone uh, of age and, and, you know, your dad would be there, and you would certainly know, but, you know, the big 30 for 30 on Colombian soccer and the Escobars, does it get a bad rap or did, you know, from a national perspective, Colombian soccer had, you know, a, a lot of stains on it and how it was done. Did you see that now as you grow up? Or did people realize, yeah, okay, we did it the wrong way for a while?
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh now that, that we can see the history behind us, yeah, maybe we did something wrong. Uh, but I'm glad that the new generation uh, of players are turning that around. Doing it the right way. Yeah, the right way. We can see James Rodriguez, we can see Falcao, and we have many other players playing for the big leagues. And uh, uh, I'm happy to be part of, them, of, of that generation because I was playing with all of the international team I was playing against them in Colombia, or I was playing with them in Europe as well.
0: Yeah, so it's probably a tight, you know, Colombians, like every other nation, proud. So whether you're there or not, if you're playing against them, they know you're from their country, their background. There's probably that bond, am I correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: Um, What was it like when you left Seattle? Was it the right time? At that point, are you married already?
1: Um, I got married in April 2012, uh, uh we had to wait until the season was over to do the ceremony and then we have this nice ceremony in Seattle in December mm-hmm. and then I have to move in January to Colombia I got a loan for a year but this loan was contingent of a Europe of, uh, offer and that's when um Sporting of Portugal came with a, a nice offer to MLS and I have to leave Colombia after four months being playing in in Colombia, learning from Seattle.
0: How different was it in Portugal to play at a club of that size, or is is the game still the game?
1: It was um, it was different for me. It was uh, like uh, realizing that uh, I'm in Europe. You know, like mm-hmm. my whole uh, professional career or. Before becoming a professional, I was thinking, dreaming, eating, everything that I did was to play in Europe. And when I was there, I wow, I say, I'm going to enjoy this. It, it's Europe. I was playing uh, f- for a club that has many history, many trophies from, from the international competition in Europe. And uh, yeah, I, I, w- I was ready. I don't know. But I enjoy it, and uh, at the end of the day, I left from from that team, and if I wanted to go back, they would be more than happy to have me because uh, I left good memories there.
0: Mm -hmm. Did did the game just become at that level? Is it just that much faster and you have to think that much quicker? Or what was the big difference? Or did you see much of a difference?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely faster. Uh, It's intense. It's more about everyday training. And, uh, I mean, it's Europe. If if you're not ready, if you don't play good, the next game, it's another player is gonna get your spot, and then you have to go back in the line to try to prove yourself, prove the coach that you are ready again. It's not um, about wasting time. I think they play for for big things. They play, they want to be champions. And if you're ready, if you're not. Any other player is gonna. Did take
0: you it. did you have ups and downs? Where you had I a good did, month yeah. and no, then Freddy struggles and, you know what, you're going to watch for a bit.
1: No, I did. I did. I did have uh, good moments, uh, uh, bad moments as as any other player. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always say that uh, your personality, you know, your character, you, you have to be yourself. And uh, that's never should change. It depends on your moment. And that's what I try to do. Uh, and we always um try to come back i I had the opportunity to win the Portuguese Cup we play Champions league we play um europe league and uh, all of this stuff we i I was one one of the players i won 't tell you that I was the best player, but definitely was one of the players Part of the that, team one of the players that the uh defense likes the most
0: What will you tell your daughters in 20 years, if they go, hey, Dad, what was your best game? What was your best game in Portugal? What's your best memory? <laughs> well, Is there one the that stands very, out for you?
1: very best, it's the, f- the day that I had to play my first official game in Europe with Sporting, and that night I couldn't sleep that much. Uh, I was thinking I was getting phone calls from all over uh, the places, Colombia, USA, in Portugal, my friends up. Uh, because you did it. Yeah, you, I was you're ready. You did it. Yeah, Tomorrow exactly. you're playing. You made it's it. It's all
0: over the news. And yeah, Portugal. You made it, but you haven't made it. Exactly. You're just putting on the uniform. <laughs> yeah. You made it but for how long?
1: Yeah, and uh, it was kind of nervous just seeing uh, people excited for a new season for the team because last season for Sporting of Portugal wasn't that good. They didn't make um, Champions League. They didn't make. Europe that was the worst uh, season in the team history and then we came and people have hope in us uh, in that team and that first game I remember we started losing 1-0 and uh, we came back and I scored three goals like hard trick the first game in in Europe <laughs> that perfect. was unbelievable and, and yeah I got to get the ball of the game back to my house and and yeah, that was. No, you, can't, unbelievable. you can't write it any better yeah, than that. Yeah, so you can imagine in my phone after the game. if Before the game was blowing, so after the game, yeah.
0: it, it was shut off. And the problem was the next week, they wanted to score four goals. <laughs> <laughs> if right? yeah. you go start with three, yeah. Freddie, you set the bar pretty high. <laughs> yeah. So what That's about true. when you, you, you make the move and before you came here? Your last team here was over in China. Well, with that, obviously, you must have a conversation with your wife and say, this will be a really interesting experience you know do we want to try it as a family is that what happens or you just go okay i've got to going to china you. yeah
1: yeah um obviously as a player you you are always looking for the best in the game uh i was talking to my agent hey germany maybe yeah Okay. Like we have couple options in germany but all of them loan with an option to buy for one year and Sporting on Sport 2, already said the amount of money that they wanted for my transfer fee. And, uh, yeah, uh, my family, well, finally we have this. And I say, okay, just keep it there. I don't want to see it yet. And then when I have to talk to my wife, I um, said, the the, clo- the the window is going to close. You know, the transfer window is going to close in a week. So we better sit down and... and Understand what is this option gonna bring for us as family and uh, me mm-hmm. as a player. Uh, yeah, we we after a good conversation we say okay, this is the God's will, we're gonna go there. We're gonna be as family together, and and I know you can uh, take it. And yeah, at the I I remember I played one game with Sporting, we won, I scored the goal winner, mm-hmm. and that night I had to leave the the concentration straight to the office and signed the contract that was the, the last minute transfer for sporting and yeah uh, I didn't get to say goodbye to the fans but at least I scored a goal
0: scored a goal yeah. and then you're off and, and yeah. to China. Uh, soccer would be soccer I suppose when you get on the pitch with quality people what was life like in China for you and, and your family soccer um
1: is the same no matter where you play Mm -hmm. Uh, i can tell you i play in north america south america europe travel the world Uh, but uh, the ingredient that that makes different uh the game in china it's that uh, just the fact that uh, you have so many rules and three international players uh, can only be in the starting team and the best Chinese team is always playing for the big teams. That's that's the difference. If 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 a good player, a good Chinese guy, is is showing up in my team, let's say next th- year, th- he's gone to be the big, best yeah, team. Exactly. Yeah. So um, we, I thought that we were going to have a chance, you know, to play mm-hmm. at least to get a spot for the international competition. But uh, it turns out the opposite. We were playing to don't get to relegation and that even, even worse so the
0: quality of your teammates wasn't as high as you were probably used to
1: yeah in in general in, in my team and and yeah it it was frustrating that season because up uh, um on, until the last game we we made it and we were safe if we didn't win the last game something else could happen mm-hmm. but uh yeah and and I was like uh, trying to get air trying to enjoy again yeah. Because playing for with that kind of pressure it's it's way different than playing for a
0: championship. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're playing for survival and and maybe probably someone like you brought in from Portugal, they expect mm-hmm. so much from you. Yeah. But as much as an individual can score three games, yep. it's a team game. And if you yes. don't have the same people thinking the same way, I could see from a professional it gets to be very frustrating.
1: Exactly. That's that's the key and that's what I was thinking when I tried to get a f- fresh in you know new air and try to find a new league where, where I can bring it back again like try to uh, play for difference that then relegation
0: I have to and it was great and it was such a big surprise when they announced that you were coming here tell me exactly how did Marl fit into this whole thing Marl was <laughs> Alice, a great buddy of yours from Seattle and a good friend of Carl and and now he's here and we kind of laughed. <laughs> I mean, is there an untold story of how this thing worked out? Um, well, I can tell you
1: uh, that I, I was in Seattle, obviously I, I posting pictures on social media and uh, uh, I talked to Mauro um, once in a while uh, during my um, year in China. And one day I just got a message, say, hey, what's up? What's up, Mauro, how you doing? Say good. Would you like the idea to play in Vancouver, Yo. With an interrogation mark, and I say, yes. Why? <laughs> because I just spoke to the coach, and uh, he is interested in a uh, good forward. And I just tell him that uh, you are available. You are in, in Seattle, and you your family from there. So he knows.
0: You know both, right? Yeah. He knows you. Knows Robbo.
1: And he could be talking to the coach and saying uh, more stuff than me. Than any other player or any other yeah. person uh, yeah. here in the USA. And, uh, yeah, I say yeah, it's not going to be easy because, you know, Seattle and, and I had to come back to the draft and blah, 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 all these uh, rules that MLS has. And then everything start from there. But, uh, yeah, Mauro has, uh, like, a lot of um, credit on this move. Sure.
0: So yeah. were you surprised when you saw him come on the training field or did you know that he might be following? Well,
1: uh, I thought that uh, – uh, he was going to play for Dallas. Yeah, we were, were talking, and I had no idea that he was that close to come back here.
0: Yeah, no, it's great, to, it, <laughs> it's great that he came there. I, I thought it was funny. I knew he was a big part of it. <laughs> uh, before we wrap this up, because I don't want to talk about the basics of soccer, I want to talk about your life, and I have to talk to you because the communications department down there goes, oh, we got to talk about FIFA and not the league, <laughs> the dog. <laughs> what a great name for a dog. <laughs> and, and FIFA is a champion show dog. Am I
1: right? Um explain well, to me, my friend. you don't
0: know that I used to host on on television on TSN a dog show? It was a national championship. I have to wear the tuxedo and I would talk <laughs> about all the dog groups, the toy group, the herding group. See, <laughs> you yeah. didn't know this. Yeah, so I, I know. know a little bit about dogs and dog shows, and you've got to show dogs.
1: Yeah, um, that's my other passion or my hobby. Uh, I in Portugal I even I went to dog show, I show my own dogs. Um, really? Yeah, we. I have videos and pictures and stuff. But uh, FIFA, um, one of my first dog uh, in Colombia, uh, and I decided to keep a puppy mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. I didn't care if the puppy was good or, or not that good for shows. Yeah. However, she had pedigree and everything. Um, I I show her in a couple of shows in in uh, Seattle area, but. Uh, uh, the champion that I have is champion of Canada, and he, I I bought him from a kennel in in Europe. Well, when I say I bought, no, not not that I directly did, but uh, yeah. with my friends. That he's a uh, like a guy that it's on yeah. the shows 24/7, and yeah. he's in the dog life. Uh, that's his business, you yeah. know. So he's for this me. This a great is dog. A pas- exactly. Passion. Yeah. Rottweiler. No. Rottweiler. Fantastic yeah. Rottweiler. Oh yeah. 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 The best (laughs) and uh uh, we we had the opportunity to breed that dog that is champion of canada with fifa with my own okay with your own dog yeah and then we got two puppies only and and i i was there the day that they were born Mm -hmm. i like uh, took them to the bed for the first vaccination and uh, when they were like six weeks my my friend and partner in, takes in, him to show. He was going to sell them and say, Wait, no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do, but those two dogs are mine. So they are like FIFA and and those two dogs because they are, I mean, I, I touched them when they were born. Yeah. I would, you know, raise them.
0: Well, a lot of people, Freddie, in those shows, and you tell me, those, those are show dogs, right? They are. That the owners have them, but a handler has them really. Looks yeah. after him for full years. Yeah. So with your dogs, were they actually house dogs or did you have a relationship with them?
1: Um the first the the champion of Canada when I, I had to send because I was living in Portugal, we sent him from Porto Portugal to Canada and mm-hmm. uh there is a handler here that uh, did the yeah, yeah, all the job and um but uh these three dogs especially that that I kept from FIFA and FIFA's uh first leader, uh they are my dog, so sometimes we go to shows, but only when I can. So you're, you're house dogs? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the way dog. I want to
0: hear that. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. Was your wife a dog person? Uh, you, you turned she, her yeah, into
1: she, Yeah, she used to have a chihuahua, <laughs> Yeah. but uh, total different than Rob Wilder. Well, uh, see, I'm a big <laughs> dog guy, right? So yeah, we,
0: we've got a, a, a mix. We always go to the SPCA. He's, he's part Pitbull, uh, part Great Dane. So okay. just only last week, B. my wife just phoned. To, yeah, we have a new <laughs> member. We had a little pug. So now we've got a little pug <laughs> in the house. And, and I don't mind small dogs, but I've always been about the big dogs. And, and our friends have had some lovely Rottweilers. I think they're yeah, fantastic they dogs. They are
1: nice. They are a dog that they can show personality yeah. without barking, without being aggressive. Yeah. If you're sitting with your Rottweiler in the park or, or at your house or your backyard, so nobody would even think on coming in or nothing. Yeah, it's all the owner. Yeah.
0: Though so, right, I mean I think they've got a great temperament as yeah, I do, they do most dogs. It's they all the do. owners and the time. But just
1: the look and and oh, the face fantastic. that
0: they have it's yeah, it's to yeah, respect. No, I I think they're great dogs. Now show people are crazy though. Yeah, <laughs> you're aware of that. Because I mean I spend a lot of time around there and sometimes dog I know, people are yeah. just crazy, right? They have the big RV campers and they travel, yeah. the, you know, all over North America to show yeah. that dialogue. Yeah, and you just go, okay, that. Could they be do crazy. grooming
1: right minutes before the the
0: dog oh, exactly. goes to the. Oh, Always ring. have the treat in the mouth to shoot, yeah. right? You're not that crazy, <laughs> no, are you? No, 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 no. That's great. <laughs>
1: when the dog is ready, I walk with them to the to the uh, judge.
0: That's it. Yeah. No, that's great, I, and it's, it's great television to watch too. We would get over a million viewers because they could just play at any time, right? Well. because you still watch a dog show if you're flipping channels. Watch what the dog. You mm. don't care if it was done six months ago or yeah. eight months ago. It's a dog show, it's a dog right? Show. No, yeah. that's the great part of it. No, I, ha- I had to ask you that. Now, now uh, I should tell you this. There is a a movie you should watch. It's called Best in Show. Have Best you ever watched show? it? No. Yeah, Best in Show. It was done probably 25 years ago in Vancouver, oh. and it's all about it's it's all about dog shows. Okay. And uh, it's we'll it's watch. just kind of like a mockumentary. It makes fun of them, but it's very real. <laughs> and what it's about. So, Uh, Buddy, thank you. I I said when you walked into the room today that we would do a lot of talking, and we wouldn't talk a lot about soccer, but I think the whole purpose of Sideline Stories is to let the people that are fans of the Vancouver Whitecaps get to know the people that wear the uniform. And I think, uh, certainly I do, and I think they will know after listening to the podcast a whole lot more about Freddie Montero, and it's great that you're a part of our city right now.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it's always um, my pleasure, you know. When whenever we need to open our hearts and talk about the other side, as you say, um, and I'm proud of dad and I'm proud husband, and, and I know that uh, people out there they are looking us as, as a soccer players only. But uh, yeah, of course, we we have our own life and we are always struggling in and out the field. But we also go home and we are happy with our families.
0: Perfect stuff. That's another edition of Sideline Stories.